When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's Spring Collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O- bombas.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Barbara's a grandma. How to react if no one calls you for your birthday. And I am right. People, places, because it's time for Last Looks. Last Looks, Last Looks. Say something before it's gone. Because it's Last Looks, Last Looks. This is the opening song. Well, after this one, Paul moves on. Hello, my sexy British hunks and all my lovers of sexy British hunks. And to all the lovers of sexy British hunks who left the UK to come to the States to show off their sexiness, where it would be appreciated that much more. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks. This is where you get a chance to voice your issues on Diana the musical. And boy, oh boy, you had a lot of issues about this movie. Plus, I'm going to chat about the stuff that I am currently into. Plus, we are going to reveal next week's movie. And as always, I'm going to try to solve your problems on Paul's helpline. But first things first, a big shout out to my man, Quinn. That song, opening song, knocked it out of the part, set the bar for me. So thank you, Quinn. They love these songs. If you have one for last looks, send them in to us at made at earwolf.com. Keep them short, 15 to 20 seconds. You know the drill. Just do it like Quinn. All right, let's get into it, people. I know we talk a lot about movies, but there are bigger things out there in the world. You got problems. Let me solve them. It is now time for Paul's Helpline. Dave Tanner, hit it. All right, Paul's helpline. I'm here to help you. What do we got? Let's check in with Dustin from Tempe. Hi, Paul. Uh, this is Dustin from Tempe, Arizona. Uh, long time listener, 
first time person. I think I fucked that up. Anyways, I have a conundrum. I just had my birthday and nobody called me. <laughs> and I got several texts and all the good stuff, but nobody took like five minutes out of their day to just like see how I was doing, you know? And it feels shitty. Um, I'm just wondering how upset am I allowed to be about this? And that's it. Thank you. Bye. No, Dustin, I am, I am upset. I am mad for you. Fuck those people for not picking up the phone. And what a good reminder. You know what? It's nice to send a text for a birthday. And you know what? You should send a text. But when you are in the inner circle, we're talking family members you got to give a call, leave a message, do your thing, reach out to your people. I know that texting is easier now, but I would be mad. And you know what? I'm going to remedy it right now. Here we go. Pretend like this is your voicemail. Hey, Dustin, it's Paul. I'm so sorry I uh, got your voicemail. I just call and wish you a uh, happy birthday. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, buddy, I'm so uh, bummed that I didn't get a chance to actually talk to you, but I uh, can't wait to hang real soon. Uh, we got to go to uh, Tempe Tina's, right? Oh my gosh, best tacos in Arizona. Dude, happy birthday. So excited. Uh, hang out soon. Talk later. All right, so at least now you have one. And you know what, Dustin? You have every right to be mad and you sound like such a sweet guy. I'm, I'm truly bummed for you. And I hope those birthday messages helped. Uh, next up, Megan from North Carolina. Hey, Paul. This is Megan from North Carolina. Last week, I was with my family in Disney. And while strolling down the streets of um, Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios, I walked past your sweet family and about lost my ever-loving mind. Um I didn't want to disturb your family time or mine by freaking out any more than I already did. <laughs> um, but it definitely was a highlight of my day. So my question is, first of all, at Hollywood Studios, what food did you eat and what food would you recommend? We always get the Ronto wraps, but other than that, we've not really found anything we really love. Um, and then my second question is, did you go to Magic Kingdom? You went to Magic Kingdom. Did you go to the Country Bear store? and Or not the store, the show. And if you did, which was worse, the movie or the show? Because I forced my family to watch it, having listened to your podcast. Um, and it was horrendous. I was mouth-agape most of the time looking at my husband like, is this really happening? Anyways, hope you guys had a fun trip. And, hey, maybe I'll see you there again soon. Bye. Megan, you spotted me. Uh, yeah, I was I was spotted a handful of times, well, a lot. Uh, there was a couple of uh, pictures of me and my family in uh, in moments of utter despair. I was there with uh, ten people: my dad, his his wife, uh, her daughter, her husband, their kids, my wife, my wife, and my kids. Uh, and it was a great, great trip. And as far as food. Uh, recommendations go. Hollywood Studios is tricky. I really liked the ABC Commissary, uh, although people said it was a terrible meal. Not people that I was with, but that was actually 
some of the best like park food I had. We ate at the uh, the drive-in where you sit in the little car and you watch like uh, drive-in movies. And I have to say the food there was pretty good, like very much drive-in food, burgers and stuff like that. And I have to say that you are right. Ronto's Roasters is the place to go. Galaxy's Edge has some of the best food. But overall, you know, you're going to get kind of a mixed bag there. I, I'm just like, get me to the Starbucks. And the Starbucks doesn't even really have all the stuff that I want from Starbucks. Anyway, I get a Starbucks and I kind of take, I take a mulligan on my Disney trips as far as food is concerned. I Sometimes we can pull it out. We ate at some really good spots. My uh, sister-in-law is a travel agent and uh, booked us into some really sweet spots. But even some of those really sweet spots, while nice, the food seems about the same. It's not like, you know, you're not like going to uh, all of a sudden a five-star restaurant. I mean, there are some better versions, but it's all about Disney food. Um, So that's what I got there. And as far as uh, Disney World did I go? Yeah, I went. I was on a fucking seven-day trip, and I went to the Country Bears, and I went at the best time when it was pouring rain. No one wants to be in the rain. You get right into that Country Bears, and you're just excited to be inside in air conditioning. And yes, the show is like a weirdly dated thing that feels like everybody is playing to tracks that are on vinyl. Like, you can hear the record scratching, and I loved every minute of it. And... I was happy to see those country bears. So happy because I only thought they existed in Tokyo. Uh, When I went to uh, Disney World in Tokyo with my dad, I go a lot with my family. Uh, (laughs) We we watched that entire show, Christmas-themed, in Japanese, and it was magical. And the weird thing about uh, Tokyo Disney is they don't really have, like, merch for all those rides, and so I was really bummed. I really wanted... I wanted uh, like a little memento from that. Um, so that's what I got for you, Megan. And by the way, it's it's nicer to come over and say hi than, uh, than take a weird picture of me and my family uh, waiting for a, a train and then posting on Instagram uh, because we look uh, way more uh, intimidating or angry than we actually were. There's a couple pictures I saw. I was like, oh, we weren't. I, we actually had a great time, but this picture is at 1030 at night after fireworks and carrying my... 60 pound child through most of the park. So yeah, I didn't look thrilled, but uh, yeah, it made us look a little bit more grumpy than we were. Um, All right. Mike in Milwaukee, what do you got? Hi, Paul. This is Mike in Milwaukee. Um, I recently had a surgery for a brain tumor. Um, So now I'm kind of laid up in the hospital for a couple weeks uh, while I regain uh, motion in my left side of my body. I was just wondering if you had ideas, besides when I'm on my own and enjoying all of my favorite earwolf programming, um, when I have people visiting, uh, what are some kind of good ideas of things to do for and maybe an hour or two while we're hanging out, trying to keep people entertained and not too depressed here? <laughs> awesome. Keep up the good podcast thing. Um, thanks. Uh, Look forward to listening. Bye. Mike, God bless you. This is a great, what a great group of people here. Megan, Dustin, Mike. First of all, so excited uh, that you are uh, recovering. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And I hear what you're saying because here's the deal. You don't want to go through all the fucking trauma or read on the face of people like that they are 
nervous to say anything to you. You just want to hang out with your friends. And Mike, I have a couple of good suggestions for you. I think they're good suggestions. Gamify your time with your friends. Put something on it, right? Whether or not that is you're going to watch something together. And by the way, you didn't have to mention Earwolf. It's lovely that you did. But, uh, you know, you can listen to a podcast. You can be, uh, we can go across the board. You don't feel like you have to just mention Earwolf podcast. But I think gamify your experience. Have something for them to do. Now, I know that that sucks because you like, I'm dealing with recovery. I have to come up with an idea too. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you put something in front of somebody, it's like they'll start to do it. So whether or not that is, and here's like a bad pitch, like, oh, I'm learning how to crochet. Let's do that together. Oh, we're going to watch The Bachelor together. Oh, we're going to play Cards Against Humanity together. Or we're going to play this cool Funko game. By the way, I got some cool Funko games. They're great. Um, Complicated. I need someone to explain them to me, but that's what YouTube is for. Uh, I would say find those things, even if it's like a game that you can play on iPads and you can have a conversation around it, but it like takes the weight off of the initial hang. Um, and I know it stinks to be the provider of it, but people might say to you like, Hey, can I bring you anything? Do you need anything? And what your answer could be is like, yeah, bring me like, like a fun board game or like, Oh, you know what it would be great. Like, do you have uh, this? Like, and think about it, everything as something you can do like a, a one-on-one activity. Like, you know what? I've actually been thinking about I want to draw a little bit. Can you bring like some, some like colored pencils and stuff? There's a great new Disney Plus show. I should save this for the end called Sketchbook that teaches you how to draw uh, certain uh, characters from Disney. It's like, do something. Make it like one of those classes where you drink wine and, and, and make uh, art. That's what I would say, Mike. I hope that helps. Please keep us up to date how you're doing. We got something special going to you as well. So thank you, Mike. Uh, and uh, get better soon. We are all here uh, sending you positive thoughts. And if you need some more advice, and look at this, I ran the gamut today. I'm talking about Disney. I'm talking about uh, birthday greetings. I'm talking about hospital visits. Give me a call. I'm going to give you the best advice I can. 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. Now, people, are you following us on the Discord? Are you following me on Discord? We got some big announcements coming up very, very soon. We are going to go on the road in August. We have not announced those dates. If you sign up for the mailing list, you can do it. You can sign up for the mailing list by just going to hdtgm.com. Go to our Discord at uh, discord.gg slash hdtgm. You can go to my Discord, discord.gg slash Paul Shear. Great community spaces run by amazing moderators. Get into the conversation. Plus, great conversations about these movies and ideas for shirts. It's a great community. I love it. I, I love my Discord. I love the How Did This Get Made Discord. I try not to get too up in the, the guts of How Did This Get Made because I want you to have your own discussions. Uh, but every now and then I will, I will jump in and add my two cents. Um, virtual show is coming up. It's been requested a lot. There is uh, one word that might give you a hint to what it is, and that word is moon. That might be our virtual show. I'm not promising it, but it might be. And always make sure you are following us on social media because we will announce another Largo show very soon here in Los Angeles. And those sell out very, very quick. All right. We'll be right back with your questions, concerns, comments, and everything else about Diana the Musical in just a beat. A heartbeat. Not a Kevin heartbeat. Just a regular heartbeat. Today's podcast is brought to you by... 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Texas Pete! Oh my gosh, I love Texas Pete. It is the hot sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. All right, Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold and balanced flavor. I've loved Texas Pete for years. When I got a box of their stuff at my house, I was so psyched because what I love about their hot sauce is their tanginess, okay? You can use it on anything and you're going to try every flavor. I mean, you got the original, which is great. That's fermented peppers. It's a special blend. Then you got the hotter hot sauce, which is three times hotter than the original. And believe me, it is not for the faint of heart. Then you got Sabor by Texas Pete, which adds an authentic Mexican flavor. And I got to tell you, that might be my favorite next to their dust dry seasoning, which matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. It is so, so great. Texas Pete sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration and use the promo code podcast24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places and I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family, we had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Last week, we talked at length about Diana the Musical. We had questions, and we might have even missed a few things. And here's your chance to set us straight, people. All right, fact check us, if you will. It is time for... Corrections and omissions. We got it wrong. Something along the way. Corrections and omissions. All right. Thank you, Margot Knott. That is a great theme. I love that. Wow. This, since we became Last Looks, this show has gotten better. The quality the content, all better. Why is that? Cody Fisher, 
Devin Bryant, me, but more importantly, you. You all are bringing the heat. Let's go to the Discord. Rocket Wesker writes, technically, June was not right. You love to hear it. About Camilla and Charles, um, when she said that they met when she was already married. According to Wikipedia, ironic for a musical that seems to be based on a wiki entry, they met in mid-1971. I knew it! After Camilla ended her relationship with her future husband, their romantic relationship was put on hold in early 73, then ended afterwards. Later, Camilla married her first husband. They rekindled their relationship later in the 80s. Some believe Charles's elders, including his own mother, disapproved of their relationship, even suspected his great uncle deliberately sent him to military school to break them up. Most agreed if they wanted to get married before Diana, the queen would not agree. And she was not seen as suitable as a wife for the future king. And you know what? That was a story that I knew. And I think I said that on stage, but that was, thank you, Rocket Wesker. Thank you for getting my back. Team Camilla, team Camilla, team Sanity. I am definitely in the right. Uh, Danimal, Danimal writes, they keep on referring to Diana as the next queen, but by my understanding, that queen would never have been her official title. A quick Google search confirmed that her title would have been Queen Consort if she and Charles had remained married. Anyone who marries into the royal family cannot hold the title of king or queen. Wow. That kind of just takes my breath away there. Then why even do it? Why even do a Queen concert? Hell no. Not for that guy who doesn't even like rock music. Fuck that. All right, that's actually really interesting. We're learning more here uh, based on your Wikipedia research than the play, which seemingly is, like we said, based on a Wikipedia entry. Uh, Cy Casey, we love to see Cy Casey. Cy Casey writes, I don't think this came up on the podcast, but it's worth noting that the same creative team behind Diana the Musical, the writer, the composer, and director also created the musical Memphis in 2010, which won Tony Awards for Best Musical Book and Score. So they certainly had some pedigree coming into this. Not sure what went wrong. Well, that is actually interesting because I only knew them as the um, writer, composer, and director of Toxic Avenger the Musical, which I actually did hear was kind of fun. So I don't know. Maybe it's just not a musical story. It, like If you really look at Diana's life, it's not fun. It's not like there's no highlights there, right? It, it's it's really just dark as shit. Um, and I know you can do dark musicals, but it's it's kind of, I mean, at best, bittersweet. Um, and really, probably more universally just depressing. Uh, let's go to the phones. Andrew, New York, what do we got? Hey, Paul, this is Andrew from uh, NYC. I was just called to offer a little support to you for the latest Diana episode, that's one of my children, for uh, showing your love of Shrek the Musical. I actually bartended at that show when it was on Broadway for about like nine or ten months of its run. I got I was there for most of it. I got to watch it a lot because I was just at work, and it's not a bad show. Like, it's a lot of fun. There's some good stuff. I think it was just a little too early because now Broadway's all Disneyfied anyway, but... It's a lot of fun, and I think people should watch it on Netflix because to see some kind of like Stockholm syndrome situation, like maybe, but uh, I don't know. I just I got your back. I think Shrek the Musical is fantastic, and you should show that love and pride for it everywhere, anywhere you go. Thanks, Paul. 
Yes, long live Shrek the musical. Uh, I have been talking about Shrek too much lately. Honestly, we did a uh, unspooled episode about Shrek that got people all fucking hot and bothered because they're like, how dare you do Shrek on Unspooled? That would never be one of the best movies of all time. And I think we've all been in um, like a Shrek photocopying machine. I'm not saying that Shrek is like the end-all be-all of great stuff, but the original Shrek, if you take it back to the beginning, it's not bad. We all are remembering all the terrible stuff after it, we're remembering like Puss in Boots 7. Um, and I don't even know if Puss in Boots is bad. I like the first one. I think I like the first one. I don't know. I'm over Shrek. Anyway, listen to us debate Shrek on Unspooled. It's a big conversation about animation and its place in cinema and also crazy facts about Shrek. Uh, it's a fun episode. But anyway, thank you. Let's watch Shrek the Musical tonight. Uh, Ryan from Livermore, California. What do we got? Hi, Paul. This is Ryan from Livermore, California. Um, so, Diana. All right. So, here's the thing. All the outfits, they look like balloons because they were doing the quick change. So, they needed, like, a lot of outfits underneath the outfits she had. Um, I just want to say that the quick change, though, was my favorite part of the Book of Mormon, which was the greatest musical of all time. So, you are right in that doing quick change during a Broadway musical is actually like one of the best parts of a Broadway musical. And they did that a lot in the movie. So that was really good. But the outfits were terrible because they were set up for a quick change. So you had like 10 outfits on. She was like wearing a balloon. So I'm just saying it's the best part of the musical and also the worst part of the outfits. Thank you. It was a great episode. Thanks. I'm loving these calls. A lot of support for me. I knew I knew my shit. You're right. I, I agree with what you're saying. So we are in agreement. Quick change, awesome. Outfits sucked. But I do believe that part of the show, like part of the magic of a musical is that, and they tried to do it, and maybe because it was a film, we're actually looking at the costumes too closely. Like we are examining them in a way that they should never be examined. Like it's much better from like 10 feet out in a stage environment. So put that in your, in your you know, Broadway love and hat, Ryan. Even though you agreed with me, I'm being confrontational with you. And, uh, you know, and, and let's see what you think. Uh, next up, Amy from Athens. Hi, Paul. Uh, I'm Amy. I'm calling from Athens, Georgia. And I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Diana, the musical. Uh, so Dame Barbara Cartland, the romance novelist, uh, was actually Diana's step-grandmother, sort of. Uh, her daughter was Rain Spencer, who was Diana's stepmother, and who she and her siblings hated so much that when their father died, they had her sort of unceremoniously removed immediately from the family home and would not let her take anything with her that they decided actually belonged to the Spencer family rather than to her individually, to the point that they would not even let her use her own luggage because it had uh, her Spencer monogram on it, and they made her put her stuff in garbage bags uh, before they removed her 
from the house. Uh, so that was a strained relationship, uh, which makes it even more bizarre that they would choose Barbara Cartland to narrate, sort of, uh, this musical. Although she did write over 700 romance novels, all of which were, I'm sure, completely unique and captivating. Okay, enjoy the show. Thanks. Wait, what? Amy, what? Wait, Dame Barbara, that's her grand... Oh, my God. How did I not know that? Did I, did I miss that? I guess I didn't... Hey, I didn't really put it all together. There's so much happening. Um, wow. Well, also, I mean, it's a weird. We talked about this before. This is a depressing musical, um, bittersweet at best. To put the romance thing on top of it is a weird meta... It's like a weird art town it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. It should, like, just do it differently. Maybe make it where she doesn't die, but maybe it would be sacrilegious. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for, I mean, the garbage bags is blowing my mind that you would be lifted out of there like um, a kid leaving his college dorm. Uh, all right, back to the Discord. Danny the Wall writes, I'm genuinely curious why they think the sets are terrible. Thank you, Danny. A lot of justice for Paul here. They are certainly minimal and more abstract. Are they expecting the heights of realism in order not to be terrible? Thank you, Paul, for recognizing the suspension of disbelief that is a feature, not a bug, of live theater and how this doesn't translate to film, which is an entirely different medium. I think it's important to note that Diana the Musical began its life at the La Jolla Playhouse, an amazing and important professional theater housed at the University of California, San Diego. It had a six-week limited run from its premiere in March 2019 after it got picked up for Broadway in 2020 when the COVID shutdown happened. This explains the minimal, multi-purpose set, limited cast, and ensemble, and the feeling that it was more intimate than its spectacle, because that is what it was supposed to be. Thank you, Danny the Wall. And I'm not saying, like, you're right. We're talking about an expansive, expansive, expansive uh, musical that covers time periods and locations, and I think that's part of the fun. It's like, I don't remember Hamilton having like the most amazing sets. I remember it kind of just being one set that things came into and out of. Yeah, I, we are on the same page. Thank you, Danny the Wall. So many great uh, corrections and omissions this week. But I think there's only one winner, as always. I mean, I think I would like to make you all winners. But I, I think, you know, look, a lot of people agreed with me. And I love all of that. But truly, the winner this week was somebody who blew my mind that Diana would never have been a queen, and that is from Danimal. Danimal, you are our winner. That's right, and you get this amazing song from the English composer Thomas Arne. Wow. What a theme. What a theme. And that is just some of the theme. Uh, Devin was able to just trim that down a little bit because it was pretty uh, big. It was a great winning prize. But sometimes, like I said, brevity is the soul of our uh, wit here in our Last Look songs. If you want to chime in with your own thoughts on the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up, I'm going to tell you, some of the things that I am into right now. We'll be right back after this. If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney. 
And that's good. Because during the Netflix is a joke festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a joke fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when When I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Uh, people, you might be noticing we are doing a new thing with How Did This Get Made's back catalog every week. We are releasing, or I should say re-releasing an old episode in the stream. This past Monday, we re-released Hercules from Behind the Paywall to complement last week's episode of Unspooled, which was Conan the Barbarian, which I had never seen. Watch these two back-to-back. Hercules first, Conan second. This is uh, a great way to kind of partner some really good listening uh listening pleasure. I have to say Unspooled has been really, really fun lately because we have been digging into very bizarre movies. Like I mentioned Shrek and now Conan. Uh, They are fun, big episodes. Check those out. And coming up this Monday, uh, to keep the theme of the Royals, we will be re-releasing Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. So check that out. And every Monday, see what we got in store. And if you want to see a little video uh, preview of it, head on over to my YouTube page. It's just, you know, Paul Shear's YouTube. And you can listen to uh, some How Did This Get Made clips that I've picked from these episodes and a little bit of a talk back about what you have uh, missed if you've not ever listened to this episode. Um, Now we've spent a lot of time hearing from you, but no one has asked me about me. So let me tell you what I'm up to. It is now time for... Paul, that's me. Pick of the week, Young William, bring me in. Must be Jellica's jam, don't shake like that. Mm, Paul's picks. It must be Jellica's jam, don't shake like that. Paul, what do you love this week? All right. Um, Normally I got to do this with Jason. Uh, Scheduling has made that a little bit complicated. But Jason is on the Sporkful podcast this week. Um, 
You can catch him on the Sporkful podcast talking about New England roast beef sandwiches and food grievances. You can listen to Sporkful wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, people, if you're like me, you love Pusha T. Pusha T has a brand new album that is just, man, perfection. I fucking love this album. So check it out uh, if you like Pusha T. Molly Shannon released a brilliant new book. It's a memoir. It's beautiful. It's incredibly engaging. Um, and if we're going to go on the memoir kick, I got to support Jesse Klein, who is uh, one of the greats. Her first book um, was just amazing. And she has a brand new book out right now uh, that I think you will absolutely love. So just type in Jesse Klein. Find her two books. Get those two books. You will be so happy that you did. She's an amazing uh, comedian, um, but her essays are just uh, really, truly uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, people, I've been getting into sports cards, so I've been spending a lot of time on eBay. I actually should say I've been doing it with my son, so it's been so much fun. Um, and the other thing that uh, I've been into, I mean, I'm not going to talk about what sports cards I'm into. I can't do that. Um, but I'm going to talk about... AEW. AEW is on a TNT and um, they are the best. AEW is basically the wrestling that you grew up with, that kind of fun insanity in a brand new form. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan. Yes, did I wrestle Ron Funches in a ring and was I chased by someone with a knife in that ring? Absolutely, I did. But I don't know all the ins and outs. I enjoy it as a casual fan. And AEW sucked me back in. I'm so excited for their big show coming up this summer in Las Vegas and their big show here in Los Angeles at the Forum. I think what I love about it is just how inclusive AEW is. You get to see stuff and it's very, very funny. And uh, I think it kind of breaks some traditional molds of wrestling while also elevating all the classic archetypes uh, to new, new heights. So AEW is my recommendation this week, a really weird batch of things, um, that I'm recommending, but that's, that's what I got. That's what I got for you. Anyway. Um, now that we got Diana, the musical out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from horrible dance numbers to terrifyingly bad green screens. That's right. We are watching a sound of thunder. Um, okay. Here's a breakdown of the plot. The year is 2055. A greedy entrepreneur named Charles Hatton, Ben Kingsley, makes a fortune with a company called Time Safari, which allows millionaires to travel back to prehistoric era to hunt dinosaurs. Yes, this is all true. During one time travel safari, a hunter steps on a butterfly and unleashes a drastic ripple through time. I mean, this movie is dumb as shit. Uh, now it's up to Ed Burns to travel back and prevent the source of the disruption. Oh, man. Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 16% on the tomato meter. And Wesley Morris from the Boston Globe says, This film is a work of unintelligent design. And by the way, he is right. Take a listen to the trailer. They're taking you back 65 million years to hunt the greatest predator the world has ever seen. Today, on this hunt, someone will die changes in evolution that you affected come in ripples like dropping a stone into a pond. We'll start with climate, then vegetation, the early manifestations of life. What was that? Then come the more complex organisms. You have to. I have to what? Set things right. 
You can rent A Sound of Thunder on Amazon Prime or iTunes for $1.99. Or please check out Hoopla, which is a digital media service offered to you by your local public library that allows you to borrow movies, books, and music, audiobooks, ebooks, comics, and more for free. That's right, all for free. And now I have to say parting is such sweet sorrow. But before we leave, please rate and review the show. It helps, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us. That's a new thing on Apple Podcasts. Follow us. Visit us on social media. Check into my Discord or How Did This Get Made's Discord. And if you want commercial free access to the entire library, including new episodes and so, so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial using the code BONKERS, B-O-N-K-E-R-S. And a big thank you to our producers, Cody Fisher and Molly Reynolds, our engineer, Devin Bryant and our publisher, July Diaz. We will see you next week for A Sound of Thunder.